Every day, America Online is making it easy for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. On Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Shut up! When we were there. Hello, and welcome to When We Were There, a biased internet history. I'm Thomas. And I'm Josh, and this is a show all about the evolution of internet culture. The who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldo. We're going to get into it all. Whether you like it or not. You know what? Let's just break it down a little bit, okay? You're probably wondering who are these guys. So what we're going to do, we're just going to talk a little bit about ourselves and what our relationship is with the internet. So Thomas, what was the first thing that kind of got you into the internet? Kind of taking you away from that realm of TV, slowly shifting you towards that. It's definitely the computer lab, I would say. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if other people had this as much, but computer lab in elementary school, to specify, you know, it's a bunch of those, all those, like, the old Macs the, with, like, the, the colored ones, you know? The ones you can kind of see through? Yeah, and they had, like, a handle on them, like, you're going to take it somewhere. Yeah, you're going to, like, <laughs> take it back and forth to work. Yeah, it's a like, pre it like the... before laptops were big. You're just kind yeah, of you're... on the bus carrying this 50 pound <laughs> yeah. thing, and I'm eight years old with it, right? <laughs> like I can't even carry the thing, but they gave it to me. Yeah. Um, no, um, so yeah, just uh, you know the computer lab, but all the kids are there like surfing the web with like unfettered content. No one's stopping us. We're seeing all sorts of shit we shouldn't be seeing. This is before they knew how to put a firewall in the computer lab. See, that's where See? you're lucky. Because at my school, like, we had a computer lab, no internet access at all. It was just like, hey, play these bad learning games. That's that's fucked up. It is. <sighs> well, uh, I think definitely the to give a little bit more context to what this is all about. Because uh, if you're listening to this, you might be like, I, I don't get it. What are you guys talking about? And I'm, And we're going to tell you. Um, this is, this is how, this is about the internet and how we see it. So, you know, I saw it as like a dumb eight year old who didn't even know what was happening. And, uh, and it was crazy because there was actually a lot of cool stuff going down. Like, uh, Homestar Runner. Oh, we all love a good Homestar Runner. I, I remember I was probably about five years old my mom was dating the only the only not piece of garbage aside from my old man that she dated and he was setting up like this thing that used to be on the internet kids you know called LimeWire. oh and it was yeah. like essentially just da- downloading illegal content maybe you'd be watching like you get a spongebob episode half the time it was just like a really graphic porn and it wasn't what you were trying to get but he got like old nes emulators and then eventually through that, we found like, oh, I'd just go on Google and it'd be like free online games. And you'd find like freeonlinegames.com or addicting games. And then through that, I found Newgrounds and played games on Newgrounds. Like, oh, they have videos too, like Mario versus Sonic. And then eventually since like just typing in like random funny videos on Google, that's mm. when me and my friends also found like Homestar Runner and Knox Corner and these like series that like every week we would tune in and go see. And that kind of like kind of got to the point where when I got home, I didn't, you know, turn on YTV or Disney or whatever it was, I went on to the internet and said, like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, that's a funny shift from when it's, like, um, 
especially as like uh, later on when it, when it became like with YouTube and people were uploading like a bunch of people were uploading every day regular schedules of different shows even like a different content and shows almost um it would be like uh like I yeah I'd stop watching YTV and like w- waiting for SpongeBob would come home and like be like oh who's my favorite YouTuber today or like who what's the new Knox corner today or something like that and it's kind of kind of interesting that shift yeah it's it's a cool shift because you know when it before youtube in the really really wild west days of the internet you know you, you'd hop on a new grounds and then i'd know like okay so every week there's going to be like a new strong bad emails or other content on homestarrunner.com and maybe every week or two there's going to be a knox corner but that's kind of like two to four times that i know that there's going to be something new yeah and maybe when i was at a friend's house we'd like watch music videos on the internet but then when YouTube kind of came to the zeitgeist and then a bunch of people were uploading and there were actually people that it wasn't just viral videos, but they'd start like regularly uploading. At that point, it was like, oh, there could be a, like even just me watching like 50 new videos from creators that I like a day, you know, and at that point, it's like, why tune in to see a rerun of the same show on TV? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, man, I've already seen this episode. Get it together, YTV. Oh, it's or the one like, with the goddamn guy and he's got a spatula for the hand and Nosferatu's there? I get it, okay? I'm not seeing something new. I don't even know who Nosferatu is. I'm fucking eight. Again, exactly. I'm dumb. When I was eight, I didn't know anything. Yeah, but I, I knew that I liked watching like a cat fall down or something cheeky on the internet. And then it was yeah, once definitely. you had, you know, your Smoshes, your Nigahigas. Once in the playground, people were actually talking about like Nigahiga, how to be ninja. And then you're actually finding these people to tune in. Screw you, television. I'll watch you during dinner with my mom. <laughs> While we ignore each other. <laughs> We're eating <laughs> bland chicken and watching the fucking news. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny that because uh, I, I wonder, I feel like Computer Labs must have been a huge for the pre uh, YouTube days must have been a huge thing because like how the fuck did any kid know about homestar runner or knox corner or um you know shit on newgrounds or whatever or like on a different note like addicting games and whatnot like i think every fucking kid played madness or oh yeah or did you play the impossible quiz you know that one i know i know there was one where it was like a game where you had to like kind of get through a maze and then if you hit the sides the girl from the exorcist would pop up and you like shit your pants yeah i remember that one or i think it was like yeah it's like a maze and on the last uh it's like pretty easy and then on the last one once you beat it it's like "Ah!" yeah you freak again you're eight years old so you fucking lose it that scarred me so much for the internet and then even like in early youtube people would do that sometimes just like fuck with their audience it's like i swear to god if i'm watching a video on my own there's like a 50 percent chance it's just gonna a jump scare is gonna go. same with like that one where it's like do like the soothing music the, and then like and the jump. cars driving driving down the uh the road it's like this like country road in france oh, yeah. or something and then Remember that one oh that's the one i'm talking about yeah and then it was like, yeah scary i think the thing like you said like before there were anything to do with like filters on like what you could see on the internet because i think eventually like though we didn't have computer lab it kind of got to that point where like you know even though it was dial-up and you had to wait a long time, like me and friends would have access to the internet. And, you know, a lot of the time you'd just be like 
watching something and you'd be like, oh, funny videos. And then you'd stumble upon something like fucking two girls, one cup or pain Olympics. And you're like a nine year old seeing someone cut their dick off. It's fake, but still, you don't know that. No, you're nine years old and you're like, what? You see now kids is like, I was even thinking like why, why I mentioned LimeWire is like, I, I have like younger cousins and like, like, like second cousins that like are now starting. Oh, like you got in your iPad with like the kids filter on YouTube and TikTok and stuff. But you're not like accidentally gonna stumble upon like the fucked up shit we saw. Goddamn pussies. Yeah, no, they're real. It really put you got it put some hair on your nose. You know, you got to You got to yeah. watch that shit. And exactly. I I also think that that kind of created uh, a lot of the shock humor at the beginning of early YouTube and even like sort of the end of the wild west of the internet where so much of it is just like how absurd can we get like what crazy shit can we say to get attention do you remember um those freak out videos where it's like uh that kid is the one where the kid shoves the remote yeah he's trying to like his dad takes away his xbox and he's just like yeah and he's like so those those were entirely uh like scripted and, and and fake but they went far just through it's like slightly different what you're talking about but it's still just that like what like what's the most obnoxious loudest thing that we can do to get uh to get people to click on and be like why am i watching this over something else that's like fucking nuts yeah exactly um i think i think the funny thing and like totally totally correct me if i'm wrong you know and i'm saying this take everything we say on this podcast with more than a grain of salt Okay, we don't oh, know. Yeah, we shit. actually, we have no idea what we're talking about at all. Again, like, I was eight yeah. when this stuff was happening. I was I, a traumatized pfft. child. Yeah. That being said, don't correct us. Oh, yeah. I just don't be negative, right? Like, if if you're listening to the podcast and you you maybe you don't enjoy it, like, don't comment and say like this this blows comment and be like you know what guys like that was pretty cool yeah like if you if you think that we have information that's wrong like you know leave a great review five stars comment like maybe a response video to it uh yeah add us on twitch add us on twitch hinge whatever it is just like make us look good and then dm like hey by the way like this was off and we won't listen to or respect you yeah, and even that's like a little too harsh. Yeah. Be like, hey, by the way, guys, like again, I love what you do. Real mm-hmm. excellent. I feel like it's possible maybe you got something wrong. Yeah. But like, I'm just some idiot, so don't listen to me. Yeah, and, and then we won't. Also, end that with be like, though I think you may have gotten it wrong. I think I'm wrong, and you killed it. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. But I think, as as I was saying, Thomas, correct me if I'm wrong. No one else. I think much like the beginning of the actual like being able to watch videos on the internet having like enough bandwidth to actually be able to do that a lot of it was like this crazy random shit like funny junk uh e-bombs world Mm. just these random kind of crazy videos with no through line you know these aren't people that are uploading regularly and then i think in this sort of wasteland people came out of it like creators on new grounds who are you know now doing very successful things on like so like cartoon network or adult swim and you have these people like Homestar Runner and Knox Corner that actually had like consistent content making it rather than just kind of a wasteland of crazy videos, consistency much like you would with television. You know, think about something like a Homestar Runner. Every week there's a new video. What's the difference between that or something like watching a new episode of The Simpsons or SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. 
and they produced it weekly they produced it they're like south park they produced a new episode every week yeah i mean it was you know five minutes as opposed to 20 but still like just two dudes yeah no hiatus there's no like oh well we have summer break and sometimes there'd be more if it was like okay a strong bet email every week but then maybe there's a holiday special or a powered by the cheat yeah that's true and they made them for like fucking four or more than four years i think they did it definitely four years without really missing a week oh yeah um like between 2003 2007 and then and then the thing about them too is uh they're directly responsible well not directly responsible but directly inspired um red versus blue which rooster teeth now is like a giant company they have like over 100 employees they like have like a studio lot and stuff and that started with like a bunch of dudes getting drunk in uh in uh, some guy's apartment in bernie's apartment <laughs> originally they were trying to review they were like called drunk gamers and they would review video games while getting drunk and the whole ploy was just for them to get uh companies to send them games for free really yeah <laughs> that was the whole thing um but then bernie would like sometimes while playing like games or like particularly halo i think but while playing games he would like re- go back later and like record uh like dialogue basically for his character in the game dialogue like oh shit oh shit like i can't get shot or whatever like whatever it is right and then his friends like that people online like that and he's like you know what this could just be like a show we could just do that like a show like this and these are actors but he's directly sourced homestar runner as being their model for weekly uploads for uh um what's the word like using merch for for like to profit to to well like merchandising like Homestar Runner was entirely supported never, by even to this day is not monetized. Yeah, for yeah monetization through merchandise and, and not using ads, because Homestar Runner was big about that not using ads, which and I think they, is crazy. That's the complete opposite nuts. of someone like a Jake Paul literally writing a song about buying his merch and having like fucking ten sponsors. I remember at the beginning days of YouTube, and I think Philip DeFranco talked about this: is if you were not even just to promote someone else's stuff but your own stuff you would be shit on yeah i think yeah if you were to promote well okay if you're promoting a any product yeah people are like pissed yeah and i think you even have like early philip franco where he would do fake sponsorships almost just like poking fun at these idiots that would oh today i'm gonna like you know now we the number of videos i watch that are even like two minutes like oh this is sponsored by dick pills you know like yeah you'd get roasted like, because <laughs> i think this is a thing that um is entirely lost today uh which is the fact that the internet is a a big dumb machine like it's it's a big fake playground and it's not real you know what i mean like people you didn't take the internet seriously back in the day so if you're like oh pff, i'm gonna make some cash i'm gonna get some fat stacks off of this of this fantasy world people would laugh you out of the street they'd be like what are you doing this is a this is a toy box i think but that's... now people look at like youtube and whatever they look at like people like smosh and they're like those guys are millionaires uh i could do that and i think that that's the thing that made not even just you know the old internet but old youtube there's something genuine about it like if you even and i think don't worry that th- we're going to talk more about smash in the future this is just us getting into the fucking shallow end. oh yeah uh, every pretty much every person we've just mentioned will probably get 
their own little special something. Exactly. But for, for now, discussion. we're just tickling it. We're just giving little hints. So, I mean, if, if oh, you yeah. look at someone like a Smosh, like most of that was, I, I know, you know, me personally, when I was a kid, me and my cousins would shoot with a tape camera home videos. And then at the end of the day, we would like play it for my aunt and uncle or my grandparents. And I think that was kind of the first bit of stuff that Smosh was doing. There was not even a thought that this would go anywhere. They're just trying to make their friends laugh. Same with like, even though Homestar Runner had like a higher production value, even look at someone like Knox Corner who just made these claymations really just to make him and his buddies laugh. And then mm-hmm. eventually was able to do like his, the movie that he did, Clay World Off the Table and make a little bit of money off that. And, you know, he got some consistency. No one in their mind thought, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be my living. It's you're coming from this genuine place of, oh, okay. Uh, I'm actually going to do something that I think is really fun that I love. You know, it's not going to make any money, but fuck it. Well, that's the thing with Homestar. It's pretty funny because um, they they started the they started animating with Homestar characters because originally it's a co- uh, children's book. Um, just for practice, they're like, "Hey, this Flash thing looks pretty cool. Let's learn. Hey, we can we have these characters. Let's just practice with them." Well, yeah, they're doing Mario Paint originally. Yeah, they were exactly, and then, um, and then they, eventually they're like, "Hey, some of these are kind of good. Let's upload them." And then I think after like a year or two of doing them every week and still having their day job, um, so they'd like be working like working until five or whatever, coming home and just like gunning it, and trying to make these, uh, make it happen. And then um, eventually they're making so much money from the t-shirt sales and stuff that their dad, their dad, who is an accountant was like quit your day jobs <laughs> which and they were like doesn't, okay no one would have thought that would have existed at the time like the number of people now that are like oh i have a hundred thousand subscribers and i can get a sponsorship with some yeah. adsense i'm definitely gonna quit my job but that that would have been crazy at that time for this market well, yeah, that really it. didn't exist they'd even talk about it where the people would be like they would tell people like when they're like oh what do you do and they're like yeah i make a cartoon for the internet they'd laugh like it was a joke and then later, like they even talk about how um, there's one guy they, they met like a few years later, uh, and then they're like, yeah, uh, he's like, oh, how you guys doing? We're like, yeah, you know, good, still doing that cartoon for the internet. And he's like, oh, you're you were you serious? I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I thought you were fucking lying to me, like, because it just like you said, it wasn't fathomable. Like it wasn't a, an idea that like you could make something online and that's your job. Yeah, no, it, it, it didn't exist. And even like, even as you said, like, you know, there's now kids that grow up and see that. I would say even us, like, you know, we, so just as a little background, uh, me and Thomas met in film school. On the first oh, yeah. day, we were partnered in a project together. And at the first party, we we sipped some of that uh, grandpa's special lemonade, if you know what I mean, and talked a little more. And then we got, we got a beer together the first time we really hung out. And then we realized, oh, shit, you made YouTube videos when you were in high school. You know, you know all these things about Internet content. And yeah, that was that was the big thing where it's like you drop a name and then it's like, what? You know that guy? Yeah, like the, the fact that Thomas knows who the fuck Knox Corner is even. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there listening if anyone's listening to this. It's like, who the fuck is that? And he was a guy that made like basic blue character models and goofs. And, and like Thomas is saying, similar with Homestar Runner, you know, he was just using basic blue molds, humanoid shaped, because he was trying to practice claymation. And eventually that became his style. And yeah. that's what kind of got him traction. 
And I think he's also someone who's really pioneered what sort of internet content comes out now, but no one really knows about this. So the fact that we were able to talk about this was like, oh shit, this guy knows his yeah. stuff. And a then, couple, a couple of YouTuber kids in film school together. After five years, we're like, you know what? We want to do a podcast anyway. We might as well do something we know about because we're shit at like everything else. Yeah, this is the only thing that even just like slightly we got like, you know, uh, it's like it's say that like the there's the textbook of knowledge, in, in the, right? Like it's a theoretical thing, the textbook of knowledge. Uh, and that's like what an expert has. I feel like we got like a like a a pamphlet of knowledge or like well, we got a maybe, flyer like the flyer that oh, says like flyer. hey by the way this book exists. Yeah, exactly. Like we can be like and like I I read it once at the library. You skimmed, but like I skimmed it. I didn't take it home. But because it's heavy, right? Like I don't want to carry. No, that. you don't want to carry. It's much like the big giant computer. Like what are you gonna do? Take that on the fucking bus? A no, first generation I'd, iMac? No. You know what's funny? This is a little aside, but speaking of like being a tiny child and carrying stuff, I'm not like a particularly big guy. And as a kid, I was tiny, yeah. right? Like just very small. You're a little guy. <laughs> oh, just a little guy. Um, and for whatever reason, so we had like a strings program at my school, and yeah. I decided, oh, I want to play cello. Oh, you. The goddamn up. instrument was bigger than I was, and I had to walk, to, at least sometimes to school, definitely every day home from school carrying this fucking cello and it's bigger than i am and then after a year i was like can i switch to violin and the teacher said no oh geez you can't carrying so something three times your fucking body weight and now i can't play any instrument and it's all that all the cello's fault. fault it's the cello's fault it's and it's that fault. lady's fault for not letting me switch to violin because I'm sure they play exactly the same, lady. Oh, yeah. And you're just being pretentious. But really, anyway. long story short, uh, we don't know our shit. That being said, um, I think an another thing we bonded over is we both, with our friends, made YouTube videos around that 2010 mark onwards. And even then, you know, you had, what was it 2008 that the partner program came out? Um, yeah, seven or eight. So and for, I will, I will say, yeah. I started making videos in 2008, my guy. Well, I, I don't know. I made like a 2006 <laughs> magic videos. And then like in that time frame of like 2007, yeah, me and buddies would make stuff. But I'm talking like consistent. Yeah, we were making consistent Oh, videos. I just got chumped right there. I just yeah. got Well, like, 2009. Like bitch. Um, but for, for those who don't know, the, the original partner program essentially was an opportunity that people who, you know, were getting views were at the beginning given a little bit of money and then they were able to actually put ads on their videos and make a little bit of Google AdSense there. But when I started making videos, you, you saw these top echelon people, you know, the Shane Dawson's, the Stations, the Philip DeFranco's, the Smosh, the Nigahiga, the Lisa Nova, these people that were going to do that. But that was never a thought in my head that I was going to be able to do that. It was really just like, these were people I liked. Uh, I, you know, we made a video, uh, a parody video, for one of the actresses lauren francesca on barely political and then that you know they featured that and then that kind of gave us the momentum to keep going we fucked that opportunity up by the way <laughs> it, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to I'm, I'm clearly not a youtube star right now like that small five seconds of fame amount to, to us getting lazy eventually and then me working in traditional media it's uh, like 
It's like you were the kid with the cello, and someone handed you a violin, and you dropped it. I dropped it, and it shattered. <laughs> and it shattered, yeah. But I mean, I think much like you too, I wasn't doing that because I'm like, oh, I want to do this because this is a viable career option. It was almost like this could be a launching pad to doing something else. And luckily through that, you know, I taught myself After Effects, and I was I was able to get a job at a small visual effects studio. Um and but by the time I was already doing that, like the perfect dream would have been b- making money off of being a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, I I I gotta come clean. We were we were poised to be the next Smosh. That was what we were trying to do. We that's what we wanted. Um. Yeah, but it's not like now where everyone is kind of at the point where it's like, oh, all I gotta do is do something dumb, get a viral hit, get consistency fuck with the algorithm and then like make that ad sense and get paid sell out yeah. merch 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 baby no i mean at the at the at its core it was all about making a fun video with your buddy yeah you it's really a lot of it is about making your friend laugh and I, i'm not saying by no means am i saying that doesn't exist on the internet anymore i just think you know we have so many of the, the top echelon of creators kind of like okay let's do something crazy and just get paid get an influencer house and just make money off of that whereas i think yeah there was something a lot more genuine at the beginning of of you know the content people were making like youtube comedy was those were the people that were the most subscribed those were the people that were the most viewed and now it's like let's plays and like music and trailers and and it's not the it's not really the same you're not really getting the same talent pool you go to the front page of youtube and, and like they suggest you jimmy fallon and like whatever the fucking rock yeah will smith their youtube channels yeah exactly and it's like don't these guys have a big enough platform already like do you really need to be advertising them on the front page do you remember the youtube spotlight when it'd be like featured video of the week or whatever and it's like or the i don't remember it's the day or the week but i think it was a week but it was trying to bring up someone small you know you're not putting yeah oh jimmy kimmel a guy who is a multi-millionaire who already has a fucking television show Here's a clip of him interviewing Sasha Barra Cohen. Like, yeah, and it's like you don't even give a shit about Jimmy. You want to hear Sasha talk, like, but he's the one who gets the views, you know? Yeah, I remember there's a, a big thing. This is more recent, but it was so Casey Neistat uh, didn't advertise. Like his video was sponsored, and he moderately talked about a shooting, and that was completely shut down. But Jimmy Kimmel had a full ad on a video right around talking about. Uh, the Las Vegas shooting and he didn't lose any of his monetization ads still ran on that and I think there there is something where definitely at this point YouTube is gonna protect these either safe creators or people that are already traditional media celebrities because they know that there's going to be a return on investment yeah and well that's what I was going to say what it comes down to is there's just a cynicism now that didn't exist before like everyone was like pretty doe-eyed and like i mean people talk about this as well you can find it on other channels people talking about um like i think you say quentin reviews talks about this um shout out quentin reviews yeah uh the i like ironic like pre-ironic post-ironic age of the internet and and uh comedy it's a very true thing because there's a lot more earnest creation um like pre-2000 10 ish 2011 to like i think 2011 was when it really started to get bad golden age of youtube i can i consider that 2008 
It's like yeah. the best year of YouTube. Well, I mean, even even look at something like you know, if we're going back to early internet, Newgrounds. You know, you would put a video in there. First of all, you're there's no fucking sponsor or merch that you're selling there. You're putting out a yeah. video that a lot of the time it was going to be a flash animation that you worked really hard on, and then it kind of came down to the community. The community would vote on: is this going to stay on the platform? Yeah, which is a system that has been implemented into nearly every fucking website since. Yeah. Like, every content-based website has basically stolen that from Newgrounds. So I think they were the first to do that. Yeah, and the only difference is if, if someone hates your videos on YouTube, like, you get, like, a million dislikes, you, that video can still get views. It can still stay on there. Whereas with Newgrounds, it's sort of like, if everyone universally hates this, we're not going to host this on our site. Um, yeah, I know that because I tried to upload stuff to Newgrounds, and I got blammed. <laughs> you, got, you got boffed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, they, they, To be fair... It was a it was a button mashing game where there's one button and you just click the button and this hobo in front of a brick wall jerks himself off and then he comes. Jesus. And that's the game. Yeah. And everyone and it was not drawn well. It was universally went, hated. Everyone was like, This is garbage. Why did you put this on here? And I was like, Oh man, I don't know. Homeless people funny. would save money up to go to internet cafes just to dislike it. Yeah. Whoa. Of course, I, they I feel would. like if anything, the market we had was homeless people because they're like, oh, I I can relate to this. I I've jerk off in back alleys all the time. Yes, yeah, sit, uh, I don't have a, a button to wall. mash, but I do it. But they hated it. Oh, they they're mashing though, to be sure. Oh yeah, they're just mashing it up. You can't. It's it's you know sometimes <laughs> you can't get hard, and that's fine. But yeah, I, you gotta just. <laughs> I think that there, there is something though. Uh, and and though I do what I do love about YouTube, even to this day, is anyone can make a video and it'll stay on long enough to find an audience if there is an audience for that. But I also do think there's got to be a bit of a curation of content, you know, like with let's say someone like Jake Paul, like he has multiple videos where he is lying about someone doing something. He's he the he did a video where he doxed Post Malone and that's still on there no matter how disliked it is. And I. I do think there has to be a modicum of community-based curation of content. You know, like mm. it shouldn't always just kind of come down to like what Google deems okay. You know, like what Google deemed okay was a lot of inappropriate videos marketed for perverts, you know, kind of sold as children's content so they could make more money. You know, I, I think a lot of the time the community should be able to have a say on this because it is really the community that makes it what it is. And I think that 100%. is something that that should be implemented because at the end of the day you have what we have today which is really who is thriving who's really being pushed is these people rushing out content in traditional media and you know just people really throwing out content that a lot of the time is stolen i want i want to uh just like put a little disclaimer here it might come across as though we're we're salty uh and like kind of like old men like get off my lawn about these new kids and creators and i don't necessarily want that to be what you take away from this it is true it's very much true we are salty we why aren't we famous yeah and and for me i'm also like how dare you google how dare you take this wonderful community of creators who fostered this like spirit that even i like us as low level little kids on the fucking site i felt a part of the community you know i felt like we were one big family on youtube 
And you ripped it apart for ad money, Google. You also, like old YouTube, you could customize your channel. It felt it felt personal. You could do response videos a lot of the time. Like when you like even like the video we made, we made a shitty, terrible music video parody. And that actually like Michael Stevens picked that up on Barely Political. You know, it it felt like you had more of a say. It felt like you were a part mattered. of this cog, you know? And yeah, it felt like the you and YouTube actually mattered and was there for something. Um so like I think for me a lot of my my anger that might come across at times uh, is not necessarily directed like at people like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, like those guys or, or whoever else. I mean, they're the worst defenders. But I mean, but, like, even someone like that, I really respect like Casey Neistat. I think if I were to reach out or make a video, there's no chance he's seeing that. Whereas before yeah. that, that was a big thing that could happen. And obviously I understand to a certain extent that kind of comes down to like how, the bigger someone gets, the harder it is to respond to this. But I think yeah, even totally. there, there was just more of a, a semblance of community on on early YouTube, early internet that we were all collaborating to make this an amazing space that just yeah. isn't quite there anymore. And and for me again, I'm I'm bitter because it feels like you, uh, Google saw that and took advantage of it and took advantage of the goodwill of these people, um, and just sort of poisoned the community for for their own benefit. And now it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Like that's a thing that I. I mean, I'm, I was going to say correct me if I'm wrong, but don't. Don't. No, please don't. Like, if there's anything don't. you want to correct us on, just shut the fuck up. And Be listen. a positive human. This rate, is not a... subscribe, five stars. Yeah. This is not a two-way conversation with with you, the viewer. No, it's this not is all about you. a one-sided you. thing. It's about us. Exactly. So try not to be so selfish. But you were saying... I was saying, uh, please, please, please do correct me if I'm wrong, because I I need to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Do the kids these days feel like they have a community on YouTube? Like that's there? Do they feel like a special? Is that just a dumb kid thing? I don't think so. I don't know. Because I, I feel like the adults on YouTube back then felt that too. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I I think the thing is, is at this point, YouTube is kind of the new television yeah well that's what we were even saying like how it that transition happened for us we we were the transition and then you get kids younger like my sister's five years younger than me and like yeah she grew up watching tv but she really also grew up watching youtube like pretty much just as much and they're, they're kind of even though i think we tuned into youtube as much as we did as kids i think we didn't see it as a replacement for television it was its own cool unique thing that had this community much like mm -hmm. early internet too you know like yeah if i went over to you know my cousin's house um we would go and we'd play club penguin or we'd like see what funny videos were on the front page of youtube that was something that we would do but we'd also still watch television it wasn't a replacement it was like this separate entity and now it's kind of like the lines are blurred with stuff like okay even a big thing of like watching a fucking one minute ad before a video that is like <laughs> three minutes like that didn't exist you just kind of watch what you watch like if, if you weren't watching you know the creator there wasn't anything there you know what was crazy though for me is um what did i watch i watched i was watching um i think i was watching an, an interview with the brothers chap uh home, the creators of homestar i was watching one of those the other day and um 
a little like I can't even remember what they called them, like banner ads. The little remember those ads that would like come up and overlay over the video yeah. in the bottom, like in the bottom of it. Yeah, it, it's like a little rectangle and it comes up and it's like just under the the bottom third line and it's like not super intrusive. It comes up, it pops up, and it's you can like, exit it. Pills sold hill and then you click exit and that was it. That was that was advertising on YouTube. It was that and then um sometimes there'd be an ad next to the video like over the channel yeah like a like a like a banner ad but you, you have to think too like even if you're looking at people again the algorithm favors anything over 10 minutes so a lot of creators are doing stuff let's say 20 minutes and in some 20 minute videos i watch even by people i respect there's like four mid-roll ads and at that point it's a commercial break yeah literally so yeah sometimes they're they're longer almost like I, I also would be, you know, I would be pissed if I didn't bring this up on our intro episode. But I think there's something if so if you are a kid or just a youth who is kind of coming to the Internet post post YouTube, do yourself a favor. Go to Newgrounds.com and go to HomestarRunner.com, especially HomestarRunner.com and see the intricacy of the site that you might not be able to do this much because Flash is dying. But just they're phasing it out, yeah. But how it's set up, how you know they, how much they've customized their website, how interactive it is, you know, like you go into it and it's just for their videos. There, there's a new like home screen every time you go. If you watch a video, there's usually something on the screen that you can click on that's like a little hidden Easter egg. You don't get, you're not pausing it. You're you can't do anything like that. It's just an experience that, you know, is interactive that you get. And there's clearly so much hard work and dedication put into that that just really isn't there anymore on any website. Even if it's a well designed yeah. website, you, you don't have stuff like that anymore. And I think it's it to me, it's almost kind of crazy that we've come so far with technology and how fast the internet can be and how customizable and no one's really taking advantage of this. Well, yeah. We should probably uh, wrap it up pretty quick, but I that is something that I definitely want to talk about maybe at a later date. It's the art of the website and how it's dead. Yes. Like, honestly, at this point, even even with YouTube, like, like we were kind of briefly mentioned before, how much you can kind of customize your own YouTube page, almost be like a website. It's a MySpace page. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> and I, I think... You know, we're talking about this and a lot more things that we'll get into if you if you tune in more. But I I think the the big note that I kind of want to end my little uh, uh, greasy Jewy little rant. I'm Jewish, okay? I can say that. Uh, I'm I'm making fun of myself, <laughs> politics these days. But if I can end anything with the rant, it's just the, the soul is kind of gone. This yeah. the heart and the presentation and the effort to kind of give you this unique experience. And I think, again, we'll get more into it later, but when you're talking about a site like Homestar Runner, like you are getting this unique, like interactive experience that you could never have gotten with television. And that's what made the internet different. And now we're kind of shifting back to no customization. You watch your video, you're getting your four mineral ads that are really just commercial breaks. And this thing that kind of could have been its own separate entity is really just kind of going back to traditional media because that's what makes more money and it's less effort. We lost. We lost the internet. We um, lost the Cold War. There, the were, there was, yeah, there was a, an invisible battle that took place and no one noticed it and we lost. And it's sad. But 
you know, we can at least still sit here and, and reminisce and talk about uh, the good times and, and what could have been. And also, you know, look at the seeds that have been planted along the way. Because it's not totally dead, to be fair. No. There's still some life out there. And I think it's fair to say that there's also some hope. Wow, what a wholesome ending. What a wholesome ending. I, we're just kind of a couple of wholesome boys. But I think my only regret in doing this is, as we're talking about, you know, internet content and history, especially YouTube history, I just, I really wish we could talk to like a big heavy hitter, most subscribed dude from back in the day, you know? That would be awesome. I mean, like, how, imagine how would that happen, though? <laughs> it would be crazy. Imagine the types of questions we could ask and like the info we could get. I don't, I just don't know. If, like, imagine that. That would be crazy. It'd be impossible. I couldn't, you know, I don't think it could happen. Could it? You know what? Screw it. I I can't hold this in any longer. We got freaking what the buck Michael Buckley on the pod next week. We're goddamn indie moguls. We are freaking indie moguls. We what got fuck, Mr. Dude? Buck coming in live. He's going to be chatting to us about all sorts of nicks and knacks, old school YouTube history, whatever's going on in his day-to-day life. We don't know. We're about to find out. We're going to find out. It could get crazy. We could all get naked and dance. Who knows? I hope it does. I really do. Yeah, so guys, you got to tune in next week to hear what the buck. While you're at it, if you can support us in any way, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to our Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit us up on uh, Instagram. We're going to be posting comics there sporadically. Hit us up on, uh, we got a wholesome OnlyFans coming out for only you guys. a dollar only a dollar and you get to and we got a great swing set coming out there no pun intended yeah, you're gonna get to see what it's really like to have a wholesome friend in your life for all these these loners out there who just wish they had a best friend you can pay and us for everything to else there's mastercard nice if you do please send us money please yeah, we money. also have a patreon please use mastercard we accept it american express we too accept I, I think. amex mastercard visa uh, i'll accept we, a we goddamn have... subway gift card at this point anything that can get us through the week so thank you so much for listening to the pod tune in next week for what the buck i love you guys see you next week bye oh that was a Anger. It's a spicy track right there. That's uh that's a custom track we had made by Alex Walters. If you want to check out a lot of his other sick beats, go to soundcloud.com slash asksteveofficial. He'll make something that slaps your taint just like that. You just gotta pay him a ridiculous amount of money. Oh my god. He, like he's bleeding a, a strat amount of it was we up. we are in the hole. Oh yeah. I uh it's pretty fucked up actually. Cause I said to him, I was like, hey man. Uh, do you mind doing this as like a favor? Like, we'll definitely toss you some cash. And he said, no. He said, absolutely not. This is my cousin, by the way. And he sent us a bill for $20,000. I wasn't going to say the number, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, 20 it, grand. I mean, and that's just his artist fees. This has nothing to do with licensing as well. He's really working us dry. <laughs> we were in the hole for about 100K. We had to take out multiple loans. I don't even own a home. I had to mortgage my goddamn rabbit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we would really appreciate it if you go to ask, uh, soundcloud.com slash official. Check out his beats. They are sick beats, but they'll get better if you listen to them. Nice. Okay, cut. <laughs>